0: Hello and welcome to the What the What podcast. It's the podcast where we tell you what's nerdy, what's popping with culture, what's giving us all the nostalgic feels, and what's there to geek out about. Past, present, and future. It's all the what's in one place. I'm Ashby Brame, we have Eric Creech, and that's Kyle Whitley. Kyle,
1: before we do anything, it's been a long time since Ashby's has been in the same room with us, so let's give her an old-fashioned intro like we used to do back in the day. Stop hitting the table. What's ah! the matter
2: with That's literally what you used to say back oh. in the day. <laughs> Stop hitting the table. It, it sounds horrible. It on the, sounds horrible. On the, <laughs> the whenever you listen, it's the ringing and it's horrible. and It hurts
0: my ears.
1: Um having pre-covid flashbacks mm-hmm. here. Wow. And then wow. Omar just
2: turned us off. Yeah, like, done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we these lost, guys We lost Omar. It's like they had stopped yelling. Things were going better. They Ashby had talked them better. Super professional. I didn't like them and then they became where I respected them a little more. Mm-hmm. Then, Thank
1: you Mr. Holland's Opus. We appreciate yeah. that. Yep. And then it's it's all gone.
2: Back now to our old right,
0: antics all again. Downhill. Gone. You just reversed all that hard work. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my goodness. We are live here in our podcasting studio. If you can uh if you're watching on Facebook live, We have all these wonderful things in the background. We got the sorting hat. We've got the New Day. We got a Stormtrooper hat. We got Pikachu. uh, Just so many great things. Posters on the wall. We got Yoda, Michael Jordan, Perry the Platypus. I mean, all these fantastic things. And it's super exciting. Too bad if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see it. But trust me, it's
3: there. It's there.
2: And if you're wondering where this is streaming, it's on Facebook Live. I think you already mentioned it, but. We always, usually, typically save our episodes. So, mm-hmm. if you want to come back and watch it later, or maybe you're like, "Hey, I'd rather just watch this versus listening to it," head over to Facebook and uh, check us out.
1: Unless we mess up, then we—if we mess up, yeah, like badly and mm-hmm. like when I say mess up, we say something we shouldn't have said, uh, then we don't save those. Right? You know, yeah. That's right.
0: Smart. When one of us is saying something and in the middle of saying it, we remember that we're gainfully employed by other people. That's true. <laughs> then States, we have to delete the
3: <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> But that never
2: happens. But right? that
0: almost never that happens. That almost
2: never happens. At least you've <laughs> never seen it happen.
0: So. Exactly. <laughs> that you know. That's <laughs> right.
1: So, um, so before we jump into our topic this week, mm-hmm. um, is there anything now that we're all back together, uh, anything that we want to discuss or anything that's come up in the past week that we feel the need to discuss?
2: I had a moment today.
1: Well, you had a moment. Okay. okay. I did.
2: Uh, a lady walked down the hall of work. I'd never seen her before. She didn't work at Airflow. She just happened to be walking down the hall. She walked past my door. She looked at me, walked past, stopped, came back, and stared at me and said, are you on a podcast? And I said, yeah, actually I am. She's like, I listen to you guys all the time. I'm like, you're kidding. And I couldn't tell who she was. She had a mask on. and I was like, I still don't think I know you. And she's like, yeah. And I figured it was like, oh, you know, Coach Creech teaches my child or does this, this, the other. She's like, no, like I'm friends with Ashby Brame, and so I've seen pictures of you two together, and I listened to your podcast a lot, and I was like, "Well, that's awesome! She said, You're about to have a baby, right?" And I was like, "You really do listen to our podcast." So like like a that's lot more of people recent.
0: claim to be friends with me. I want to know who this person was. Yeah, who is this person? We
2: had like a few minute conversation, she talked about all my nice mugs on the wall. We talked about that, some other things, and then she was about to walk away, and I was like, "Well, hold on, like what's your name?" And so I wrote her name down. Uh, so I wouldn't forget. And then I've actually washed my hands a couple of times. Oh. But um, her name is Lynn Daniels.
1: Oh, I know Lynn.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. So you're both,
2: I, I found her like, to be yeah. fair, I stalked her on Facebook after to be like, who is yes. this lady?
1: Yeah, we're both friends with her on
0: Facebook. Lynn's awesome. She's into all the things we're into, like mm-hmm. Harry Potter and stuff. So. She's a
1: very, very nice girl. Very, yeah. very cool.
2: So yeah. literally ever since she left the office, multiple people get come and like, oh my God, you're that guy from the podcast. You're can the guy I, from the podcast. Can I get, can I get your autograph, please? <laughs> uh roy jr brought luke in this afternoon he's like luke do you realize this is this is kyle whitley from the podcast you better ask him for his autograph and i was just like okay sure i'll play along with this right. like i'm not yeah. insulted by okay this at guys all. yeah and that, to be fair like i work with great people and they were very just like excited <laughs> right. too so they weren't dissing me. right they got a
0: rag on you like your family would
2: yeah but like michael came in later like dude somebody recognized your podcast that's pretty awesome And i was like yeah especially since i don't know her yeah
0: famous mm-hmm. And then he looked at her and was like, blessed.
2: yeah, he looked at her on the Facebook. because like, we stalked together and he was just like, she looks familiar. I was like, well, let's first make sure she's not one of your mutual friends and make it even more weird. Right. like, <laughs> Oh, she's not. But then it turns out both of you were. So I was like, yes. well, she knew Eric too. But yep. she said something along the lines of she was real close friends with one of your friends or something. Yes. Um,
0: Sarah, who I used to work with. Yeah. They're that's super what it good was. friends. That's how I met Lynn for the most part. Yeah. Mr. Yeah.
2: Sarah. So that's pretty cool yeah, yeah it was yeah. awesome
1: it's cool to get recognized me i tell my kid you know my students i have a podcast they're like i don't care but you know you get not acknowledged at work it's pretty awesome like, it's mm-hmm. pretty i cool. was
2: excited like it's one of those moments and especially too because sometimes you're like i want to be humble and whatever else but it's like you really got excited for that i was like wait a second like you saw me and you just know And the fact yeah. that she said that like we we're having a baby soon made it all the more real Right. I was like, right. well, you really do listen to the podcast, or are you like stalked pictures the other day that we posted that, you know, showed yes. you guys at the baby shower? But either way, like she seemed very much interested. So I was like, well, that's great. Like to finally see somebody, at least that I don't know, that right. actually listens to the podcast. No,
0: I totally forgot that you guys were friends with Joy, who runs Granny's Barn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I went in there the other day for the first time. I wanted to go check it out, and I never have. Mm-hmm. And so I went in because I wanted to get some stuff. And, um, She was walking towards me and she was like, oh, hi, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, what?
2: It's a crazy feeling.
0: (laughs) I was like, I don't even know you. Mm -hmm.
2: Well, that was the crazy thing for me because she had a mask on. So I really had no clue who this lady was. But it just caught me completely by surprise. And I was like, I don't even know why you're here.
0: Yeah. It's so gratifying, too, because you're almost like. So we're not just shouted into the void. Like, yeah. really awesome people listen to this well, podcast. The, okay,
1: so the funny thing is I had an old friend call me today. It's the first time I've spoken to him in about a year. And they're like, so, you know, what are you up to? I was like, I'm just getting the house ready for recording. He's like, yeah, I listen to you every week. I'm like, wait, what? Mm. You're one of the four? <laughs> Being <laughs> the one extra beyond
2: the three of us. So. There's
1: <laughs> right. more than four, by the way. Like, I, I've seen the numbers. It's not, like, you know, mind-blowing. But, I mean, it is it is a little mind-blowing to think that we like, some episodes have had, like, multiple downloads i mean it's it's crazy so yeah um and the fact that
2: anybody listens yeah it's it's mind-blowing to me like we
1: appreciate it Mm -hmm. for sure
2: it's easy to get caught up in numbers and be like oh we're not so-and-so but it's like well no but somebody cares and so the fact that you the listener that's listening right now is taking your time out of whatever you're doing to have us playing in the background thank you like thank you for sure absolutely we're hoping like at least i hope to you know as covid you know hopefully gets a little bit safer world for us to get out and be involved with people hope to do something at some point like i don't know mm-hmm. what exactly but like to give away something or do something cool like to get you guys involved too
0: maybe podcast live from somewhere sure or, yeah something we could about do some really really cool interesting things once mm-hmm. once the world is, is different
2: <laughs> once comic-con can happen again right yes. oh man i miss fan that.
0: conventions Absolutely. I'm,
2: there's part of me that's kind of happy about this where it's like i'm about to have a baby So I don't have to feel bad that like, oh, I can't make this event or this event or this event. But it's like by the time that like things open and we're ready to do things, we'll have at least mastered parenting enough to know like, oh, yeah, we can leave the house and (laughs) do things. So I'll be able to freely join and everything like that. But exciting times.
1: Exciting times for sure.
2: You know, I've been pumped about this lately.
1: Well, you, the listener, we want to thank you for joining us, joining us here at the What the What podcast, where we don't lay eggs, we cannot spit venom, and we do not are not able to summon an army of spiders. And if that's cool with
3: you...
0: Wait, you guys can't summon an army of spiders?
2: I'm just confused. Like, how else do you eat your eggs? Like, I lay mine fresh daily. And Please subscribe to our
1: podcast, <laughs> Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast, of course. Rate and review us. Five stars only. And if you do that, hopefully it'll soon lead to a real job with podcasting people. That would be so sweet. And they'd be all like, good job on those spreadsheets, Eric. Here's a gold coin. I don't know how jobs work. That's exactly how they work.
2: I'm just hoping the gold coins are Hoop Willoughby's one. (laughs) Good job
0: with that spreadsheet. Here's a gold coin.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Anyway, last time on the podcast, we discussed our favorite books, one of my favorite episodes, and one that we're going to expound upon uh, some more later this year. But on today's episode, we are taking a deep deep dive. dive! It feels so good to do that all together without (laughs) the delay. It's so great. Into (laughs) 2017's Spider Man Homecoming. Deep dive. Here is your spoiler warning for today's episode. I didn't even tell you where you can find us on social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all at what the what media, And Twitter. Twitter. And Twitter. All all one word. word. And Twitter on the WTW. <laughs> one word. Yeah. Uh, so, here is your spoiler warning for today's episode. While Spider-Man Homecoming is our primary focus, we may be discussing any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter, Maybe Falcon the Winter Soldier.
0: Bucky Barnes. I'll find a way to bring him up.
1: Maybe WandaVision. Uh, tie-in comics. Or any of the other 22 MCU films taking the entire saga into account. With all that said, let's go to the ferry And let's recap this movie. Who's going to recap it tonight? Uh, I, I usually do it, but, you know, Ash feel- is here with IMDB pulled up already.
2: Uh, Can we make, like... It just came to mind, but I feel like we should have a section of the podcast called The Brain Game that, like, Ashby does trivia or something, and we have to figure out answers.
1: I'm cool with that.
2: She's shaking her head no, like... I hate it. I've She's had kidding. so many... <laughs> it's like, people have made jokes out of my name my entire life. I'm not going to do it now. I mean, to be... I'm a grown woman. I'm going to stand up
0: for myself. To be fair, yes. T-B-F. T- like, mm-hmm. I do love my my name especially the ashby part sometimes the (laughs) brain part but yeah it does sound a lot like brain and i have had to deal with that my entire life so i try to avoid any kind of like wordplay on my name that involves a brain and like it's not like it's been super traumatizing the worst thing that ever happened is this kid in high school or middle school followed me around for like a full week singing pinky and the brain 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 (laughs) sorry about that But, you know, that's cool. I love trivia. I think I would be a really good trivia mistress. So, anyway. Um, yes. Spider-Man Homecoming. I will do my best to speed read the I mean, recap.
1: I, 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 can, I mean, I can do a quick recap if you don't want to speed read. I mean, it's, um, it's pretty basic.
0: I, well, so you know, full disclosure, I haven't rewatched this movie lately. So, like, I'm gonna ha- if I do something, I'm gonna have to read it verbatim. <laughs>
1: well, here, let, let me see if I can do it from memory because I did not get a chance to watch it this week.
0: Okay.
2: Now, by when you say memory, <laughs> do you mean Wikipedia? That you literally clicked no, on. No, no, I'm you're pulling
1: this to... up. For, I'm pulling this up for something else. Okay, this okay. is for all sure. the um right, 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 right uh, box office and all that other stuff after I'm done. Yeah. Okay. But here, I'm off of it. No, you're okay. good.
3: Okay. So, okay.
1: Okay. So, in a world where Peter Parker uh, is a 15-year-old kid from Brooklyn. Queens. Is he? Oh, yeah. Steve's from Queens. Not, or from Brooklyn. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I've
3: already messed it up. <laughs> all
1: So, Peter Parker is a 15-year-old kid who lives in Queens with his Aunt May. Hot. By hot Aunt May. <laughs> um, played by Marissa Tomei, who's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, he had just gotten back from Germany. And uh, something interesting happened in Germany. He put together this little video diary. Um, apparently, he fought in this like little war between other heroes. I don't know if y'all have heard of it. I at least heard it was pretty civil. So yeah, that's okay. I mean, it was civil. I don't think anyone got seriously hurt except for Rhodey. So. But he did. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was, that was after the Germany thing. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it costs him an arm and a leg. Oh, wait, just an arm. Wow. Just an arm. Wow, okay. Wow. Anyway, so Peter is uh, the superhero named Spider-Man, and he's uh, he really wants to be big time. He wants to be with an Avenger. But he's been told, you know, stick around the neighborhood, be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And so he does that. One night, uh, his friend Ned discovers his identity. Uh, Ned wants to be the man with the chair. It's pretty awesome. And meanwhile, while all that's happening... Uh, there's a group of villains who used to have contracts cleaning up the city after these alien invasions happened in New York and uh, they were bought out by Stark Uh, Tony Stark created damage control um, Good on him and put these guys out of work and so meanwhile they've been illegally taking all this stuff and creating weapons and selling it on the black market Um, including one guy uh, named the Vulture Um, and I keep hitting my my mic thing here on uh, the vulture. It Adrian, doesn't sound good on the podcast. Eric. Not, Don't do Kyle, that. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the vulture also known as Adrian tombs. And uh, he ends up fighting with Spider-Man at some point, you know, Spider-Man gets his, you know, his butt kicked a little bit. And uh, Spider-Man, you know, he keeps you know, telling Tony, I want a bigger role. I want a bigger role. And Tony's like, no, stay close to the ground. You're good.
2: So that's how you get fat, kid. Yeah, exactly. Get asking for the bigger roles. The bigger roles. That's right. They
1: want you to take the roles. It's <laughs> a Boy Meets World reference. Um, so anyway, um, they, uh, Peter gets a new suit from Stark. Uh, he's trying to, like, jailbreak it. He turns out how to, you know, figure out how to turn off instant kill mode um, at some point. Uh, He ends up locked in a truck um, and while he's on this uh, trip to D.C. with his friends, including this one he has a crush on named Liz, Mm -hmm. Um, and he's just trying to be this typical teenager, but he also is trying to be a superhero. Well, things come to a head where um, Peter jailbreaks his suit, basically, and um, he finds out where this big weapons uh, cell is happening. It's happening on a ferry. And he goes, he tries to, you know, stop him and uh, there was a little malfunction with one of the weapons and it cuts the fairy in half and Peter saves about 98% of it, which is not enough. And then Tony Stark comes and saves the day and Tony fusses at him, takes the suit away from him. Um, P- Peter's, you know, like, hey, I need the suit. I'm nothing without it. And there's a great line from Tony. If you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve then it. Then
0: you don't deserve the suit.
1: Exactly. Um... So, Peter goes, and he's just living his high school life. He asks if this girl Liz, you know, the one he has crushed on to the prom. There's a, another girl in the background, Michelle, who keeps making these snide remarks. I mean, she's she's off in the background, whatever. Uh, Flash Thompson, not a fan of his, but big fan of Spider-Man. And uh, he uh, is going to their prom, or their homecoming dance, I believe it is, because that's why it's called Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Shows up at the door to pick up his date, and who opens the door?
2: Beetlejuice. The Vulture. Uh, it's, oh, sorry. It's Wrong Bat- movie. It's, it's Batman, actually. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Mom. Uh,
1: it is sorry. The Vulture. The same guy uh, that Spider-Man was fighting earlier in the film is Liz's dad. And he figures out really quickly, and what could only be described as a very scary moment, like literally scary in the film, that uh, Peter is Spider-Man. Right, he, he puts two and two. Re- I mean, he... He would, not, fast. he would not be able to live in the DC universe where people still can't recognize Clark Kent and Superman that's as the same person. He'd have been like, obviously, I mean just take the glasses off and it's him. Like so I posted guy.
0: about that on our story the other day if anyone caught it. Yes, there's, I saw it I feel like that there's like a reasonable, you know, argument sure, for why that true. works. Sure. Anyway. So
1: he tells Peter in the car after Liz gets out, he's like, I'm gonna have a little man to man talk with him. With, uh, with Peter here you know and he's like does she know no she doesn't smart and he's like well I like you kid And you know you make my daughter happy so stay out of my business tonight and if you don't I'll kill you I mean just straight up I'll kill you
2: but I'm glad like that's <laughs> how a villain should be yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, so Peter is about to go into the dance and he's like no I, I need to go stop this guy I need to go stop this guy uh, the guy was going uh, the guy the vulture was going to hijack a Tony Stark um, plane full of Avengers tech Um, and so he goes off and he fights a couple of his henchmen, gets up on there and he, again, he gets his tail kicked. Like, this is one of the things I really love about this movie is he's out of his class here. And the only Mm -hmm. reason he wins is, you know, for some happenstance, you know, where Vulture gets knocked out by, uh, by whatever's in the area or whatever. But, um, through all that, um, the Vulture is called, uh, sent to prison in a post credit scene. We see Michael Mando's character, um, with a scorpion tattoo on his arm. I'm sure that'll never come back to haunt him. Mm-hmm. Um, wants to know, hey, I heard a rumor. You know who Spider-Man is. And the vulture lies, which is kind of cool to me. And uh, and at the end of the movie, he's uh, you know doing his friendly neighborhood Spider-Man thing. He turns out a job with the Avengers. So mm-hmm. Tony Stark just proposes the Pepper instead. Um, it's like we got a press conference here. Uh, got, Poor y- Pepper, you, honestly. You, you got the ring. He's like, I've been carrying this ring around since 2008. So he proposes the Pepper. And um, so that's great. And Peter is undressing from his Spider-Man gear in his room. But, um, you know, just like earlier in the film, he left the door open. And his Aunt May walks in and says, What the... And movie ends. Yes. So...
2: What? That's what she was going to say. What? What? What the what? The what <laughs> what yes. the
0: what?
1: And that's the movie. So I think I did a decent job of. That's pretty yeah, good. From, that was pretty from, good. From, from memory, I mean, it's been a while yeah. since I've seen it. So
0: I was kind of rewatching it in my head. Did you I remember? was too.
2: Like, scene by scene. I was like, okay, yeah. I remember that. I
0: was like, I remember that. So,
1: so here's some uh, some quick facts about Spider Man Homecoming. It premiered in Hollywood on June 28, 2017, and was released on July 7th, 2017, as part of Phase 3 of the MCU. It grossed over $880 million worldwide. Become the second most successful Spider-Man film and the sixth highest grossing film of 2017. It received praise for the light tone and focus on Parker's high school life and the performances of Tom Holland and Michael Keaton. A sequel, Spider-Man Far From Home, was released in 2019. It's actually the last MCU film we've gotten, you know, since then. And there's also a third one on the way later this year, December 17, 2021. So, with all that said. What are your thoughts on this movie?
2: I love how the people at home can hear like Eric just relaxing. He's like, "That's your turn, <laughs> fellas." Lay,
0: lay on back mm-hmm. in
2: the
1: chair. Lay it on back.
0: Um, um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I find the Spider-Man movies delightful, and I it's there's a you know plethora of reasons, but
2: most of those reasons are Tom Holland.
0: To be honest, I, I mean, I feel like he's a perfect Spider-Man. No offense to the actors who have come before him, but I feel like Spider Man, <clears throat> maybe more than any. I was about to make a sweeping statement, but I'm going to walk it back. Oh, I, I feel like it takes a lot to make Spider Man a good hero on the screen. And not like good as in like moral, but like to make it work, mm. to make it light and funny but still the plot and the stakes have gravitas and like there's a lot that has to go into it especially when you're going back towards the more like friendly neighborhood spider-man and mm-hmm. not the like older emo sad spider-man and so i feel like what what spider-man has been to our generation with the toby Maguire's and the andrew Garfield. andrew garfield's is, you know, he's this older guy trying to balance his career and romance and being Spider-Man and guilt and loss. And, and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and I that just has never really hit for me. And so I've seen all the other Spider-Mans and I just wasn't wowed by them. Um, and so I was really excited to see what the MCU was going to do, like how they were going to make it different. And I think in making him younger, mm-hmm. it It really worked, and I think that we've talked about this before, but one of the more delightful things that the MCU does is they just sort of assume that you come into the movie knowing most things, and Mm -hmm. so they don't have to talk about, you know, where Peter's uncle is and, like, Mm -hmm. all of that, and they don't have to talk about how he got his powers and the spider bite, and it just literally, you're, like, suddenly... He's in Civil War and you're in the middle of Peter's life and like here it goes, you know, and I think that that makes it really work. And so I, you know, I came into these movies with without, you know, Spider-Man being a superhero that was ever really on my radar other than like the Sunday morning cartoons kind Mm. of thing. And so I, you know, I didn't have really high expectations and therefore, you know, to be fair, it, it wasn't hard to please me, but I just really ended up being super delighted about like the humor and how they managed everything, um, Tom Holland's performance. And then also, and I know Eric talks a lot about the MCU's villain problem. Michael Keaton was terrifying, mm-hmm. like truly yes. terrifying as the vulture. So I, and, you know, In a way,
1: like, in, don't, don't mean to jump all over your thing. But in a way, like he was terrifying, but also you can see his point of view. Like the oh, best villains are ones that you can almost like agree with. Like right. So like, you're not a you're not a wrestling fan. Um, you might understand this reference, but I'm um, there's a uh, a wrestler named Michael P-, P. S. Hayes. He was one of the Freebirds in the '80s. Uh, wrestled in World Class, and he gave some. Gr- he gives great advice to upcoming wrestlers, and one thing he told. Um, Mick Foley, uh, mankind was a heel, a bad guy, you know, has to feel justified by his actions. Otherwise he cannot be an effective
3: bad guy. Yeah.
1: So it can't be just, I want to take over the world, blah, blah, blah. You've got to have like real, you got to feel the justification on their side for him to be effective. And Michael Keaton, he had justification to be ticked off at the world. He's just trying to make a living for his family. Like, and you know, yeah, he took it a little far. But, you know, he was a very effective bad guy, and I'm glad he's still around.
3: Mm-hmm. So
1: Yeah. Um, anyway, not to cut you off there, but I thought...
0: No, was- that was it. That was it. I just, I really enjoyed it.
2: I'll go in reverse a little bit then, because I, like, I made some notes, but, like, Michael Keaton, I thought, did an amazing job, especially taking someone like the Vulture as the main person. You know, we've seen in the other, you know, Spider-Man movies of the years, you know, you've got Dr. Octopus, you've got Venom, you've got... Who else have we had? Electro, I think, at some point.
1: Electro in Amazing Spider-Man 2. We've had the Lizard, Lizard in Amazing Spider-Man 1. You had had Go- We've had Sandman. We've had Green And Hobgoblin. Dr. Octopus um, and Sandman. And it's, the new goblin, technically.
2: Sure. Yes. But, I mean, first off, like, we talk about Batman's rogue of villains. Spider-Man is the other one that has, yes. like, this massive amount of villains. Uh, and I feel like, too, I think Eric and I have talked about it before, but growing up, the amazing Spider-Man on television was an amazing cartoon. Like you have Batman animated series, X-Men, and, and you, then the Spider-Man animated, animated series. series. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Wrong now. Yeah. yeah. But that one, like I remember every like afternoon or like Saturday, making the time to watch that show. And it got me excited. It made me want Spider-Man toys. I dressed as Spider-Man for one Halloween. Like it got me loving Spider-Man. Uh, and that version was more of a college age Spider-Man. I feel like I know in my mind that he's technically like supposed to be a high school, at least in the comic books. You know how it's originally portrayed, and he's grown over the years, obviously, and done different ages. But uh, every other time we talk about him, you always assume that he's the younger guy, like he's a high school kid in this process. But so we got Tobey Maguire, and honestly, him being what year did that one come out? Uh,
1: The first one came out in two thousand one.
2: So, was that before X-Men? I can't remember. X-Men, X-Men was before. 2000. So, X-Men so, was
1: kind of the start of the Marvel um, like the Marvel characters getting like really good blockbuster movies. I know mm-hmm. Batman had been out for a while. Mm-hmm. And Superman obviously had its run in the 70s and 80s.
2: But this uh, was like the first turn in our type of generation. Yes. Other than like Batman Ninja Turtles, random things like that. X-Men in 2000, Spider-Man mm-hmm. in 01. And I remember this or it might being, have been
1: 02, actually, because it was after 9-11. 02. That's
2: true. I just remember it being a big thing. Like, I remember going and seeing it, you know, obviously, you know, around... Middle school, high school age. This was in high school age yeah.
1: for me, uh, freshman, sophomore year for you.
2: So going and seeing it then, and just reconnecting almost to that love of an animated series, of remembering carrying around the action figure and playing and doing all these things. It was cheesy, but you also knew Spider Man was cheesy, even from the cartoons. He was cheesy, um, and if you go even further back in cartoons, you had Spider Man and his amazing friends, uh, which was also a great, you know, cartoon for the time for what it was. You know, it was more of a cheesy, goofy thing. But it was something you got to see these characters from. But something about his Rogue Gallery, go back to that. Is I love the fact that he they're very colorful. Most of the time yes. when you get villains, you automatically go dark. Now you do get that, you know, Venom, and you have some other people that, you know, are dark and everything else. But he has some very vibrant and colorful villains.
1: Like you with Doc Ock, it was kind of a yellow green vibe. Green and purple. Green green and purple. And, uh, green yeah. and green and purple. You mm-hmm. have um Yeah, the shocker is bright yellow. Bright yellow. Um,
2: um and he even makes an appearance in this movie briefly. At least somebody like Two different to be, versions of that. Yeah, wearing you know not full blown costume, but at least like his jacket or outfit, whatever the top part looks just like how it would you know in the TV show or whatever going with comic books, where it's a bright yellow like woven color, um, and they do dumb it a little bit. But anyway, back to the vulture. I just remember hearing that that's who it was going to be, and I just my brain went back to a kid watching the cartoon series of an old man in this like bright green vulture costume, and I was like, I really don't know. It's like, I'm sure they'll do something good, but at the same time, at this point, we trust Marvel to do great things, but he, would, it's definitely not the one that I would choose if you're like, hey, pick a Spider-Man villain for, you know, the big MCU premiere, but Michael Keaton did such an amazing job with it, uh, and he did it in a way, too, where he's not wearing some giant green suit, uh, and typically, I'm a guy that likes to see at least somewhat of that connection, you know, when we see some Batman villains, or even other villains we've seen, like, you know... Um, Man, what am I thinking? Uh Captain America's main Red Skull. Red Skull. I was thinking red, but I can't think of But Red Skull, like he looked very comic accurate and everything yeah. like that. You know, Thanos and multiple other villains we've seen very comic accurate. So I didn't know, especially you saw a few of these like premiere photos of what he was gonna look like. But whenever you see it in the movie, I was fully for it. The same way sometimes I'm a little like, oh man, you're making everything too engineered versus just allowing somebody to be a, a bad person. But like looking back at his wings and how technically it's wing shaped, but there's these little like you know uh, propellers or whatever built in that rotate pretty much how a helicopter would or whatever. That's how he's able to fly as the vulture. But and it makes sense because of the context of the where he's getting these you know materials and equipment from to make his suit. Uh, so I just thought he did an amazing job. The same way you guys talked about, he's very, he just really believes in what he is doing, and so in that you know he's very. He, he knows who Peter is, but he doesn't want anything bad necessarily to happen to Peter. Right. He's not, you're the good guy, I'm the bad guy. He's just, I very much believe what I'm doing. Don't get in the way of that. Uh, and it could go worse. So, I will say, as far as the other spider man from the years, like Tobey Maguire, I liked. Especially in yeah. the time period, I really liked it. Erica hates him.
1: Let, let, me, let me throw this out there before you okay. jump into that. That, mm-hmm. that was going to be my next question. On... There's been several iterations of Spider Man on the big mm-hmm. screen. Uh, let's just keep this to the big screen because I know sure. the uh, Spider Man that played in 1924 I thought did a you know, sure. wonderful job too. But let's just keep it on the big screen. There's been four iterations of the character of Spider Man. Now let's take away Miles Morales from sure. in, Into the Spider Verse and all there. Let's, let's leave it to live action. Mm-hmm. You have Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, Tobey McGuire. Which one is your preferred Spider Man and why?
2: I will say I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man we've gotten so far and I don't feel like he's lacking either. I feel like he's the one we deserve. He's doing great. I will say like Tobey Maguire looking at it, he's the one that's laughed about and everything else but I feel like you have to see that in context. You, you get emo one later as well with Tobey Maguire but Great dance moves, bud. But you see him in the context of when it was. MCU was not happening at the time you know, or not big or anything as those movies were coming out. Um, so for us, Watching superhero movies, this was the first time for us to even see somebody mm-hmm. as Spider-Man. So, seeing a Spider-Man on the big screen was a huge thing. Going back, like I said a second ago, Erica hates these movies, but Toby McGuire. Uh We've been together for a very long time, and we've never watched a single one. Because she just verbally talks about, like, oh, no, I hate those versions. We're not watching that. And usually, she's very much, like, open. But she just, multiple times over the year, like does not like Toby McGuire. I remember when the ones with Andrew Garfield came out. And I remember going and really liking him because he at least was a step closer to being a normal high school you know, student, Peter Parker. He was a little bit on the cool side compared to what we would expect Peter Parker to be, uh, but something that hit with me and a lot of people joked on it, but at the point that he was like skateboarding as and sticking it and doing all these crazy moves because he was Spider-Man. It hit for me because as a kid, I remember when Tech decks came out in middle school and I had my Spider-Man action figure I would take the tech deck and then use a rubber band to connect that skateboard to his feet and just pretend and play for hours as Spider-Man skateboarding. Uh, So it was connected for me and it was really cool for me. But I'll be honest, none of those movies stand out to me or like out of memory. But I just feel like overall, like when Tom Holland came along, you saw Tom Holland. You're like, okay, he looks like he would be Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Then you started seeing all these background videos of him like doing flips and really doing these crazy things and putting himself out there trying for Marvel to you know to get their attention. It really showed like, okay, this is a, a guy that's very passionate about who Spider-Man is. He's gone and learned to do acrobatics and everything else, just so much further his ability to be the best Spider Man he can be. Uh, and then he really wants it. It's not just I want some random role or especially at this point in time. I don't want an MCU role because everybody in the world's getting them now. You know, that's where the money is. That wasn't his thing. He was very passionate and I just feel like that's who he is now. Like we just associate Peter Parker and Tom Holland almost as the same guy where we just say Tom Holland is Spider-Man and leave Peter Parker almost a little bit out of it. But I don't know. That's mine. That was a long winded version of mine, but that's what I like.
1: What about you, Ashby? What are your thoughts?
0: I honestly know that I watched all the Spider-Man movies before this one, but I can't remember. Like Tobey Maguire Spider-Man had Kirsten Dunst as mm-hmm. MJ, as, uh, right? Mary Jane. Lawson and then which Spider-Man had James Franco as the best friend?
1: Also Tobey Maguire. Yeah.
0: Okay, so then maybe I never saw the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. That, <laughs> that one had
1: Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy. So anyway, she was blonde in that
2: movie.
0: It's all mm, that's sort of coming back mm-hmm. to
2: me. I. She breaks her back yikes
1: he, he was a spider Man. she dude. said see you later boy he wasn't good enough
2: and then he her. broke okay. her back
0: okay yeah. okay yikes um yeah so I this is this is gonna sound like a Tom Holland appreciation podcast which it is it is um That's what we're about. welcome so mm-hmm.
1: welcome to our TED talk yeah
0: <laughs> welcome to our TED talk about how amazing Tom Holland is um I like look no offense to Tobey Maguire I remember other than that awkward dancing I remember enjoying those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty young, so I feel like what kind of stood out as a young girl obviously was the upside down kissing, where he said that it looked super romantic, but shooting it was a nightmare because the rain, the fake rain was Poor raining his up nose. his nose, and so he was literally drowning trying to. Um, That's love. Kiss Kirsten yeah. Dunst, yeah. It's not worth it. I've tried it. Yeah, I've tried
2: once on like the side of a pool. where it's You're like not upside worth down. It. Going to Exorcist like a kid's it's food. really, it's like, really no. not worth
3: it,
1: y'all.
2: No. It's
0: not. Don't it try. It looks great, but kids. It's, don't try this. Don't at home. try that at home. Um, and then yeah, I honestly apparently have almost zero memory of Andrew Garfield as Spider Man. Uh, maybe I just didn't get around to seeing it or whatever. That was probably before I was super into superhero movies. Um, and I I might have missed it. So yeah, I honestly Tom Holland is just like I I don't know. I can't. It's like there's a was almost nothing in comparison. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, like there's just no comparison. And I also feel like it almost isn't fair because they were playing different ages. Sure. And so he got to be a lighter version of Spider-Man, and so it it really almost isn't fair to compare them. But I just really like what Tom brought to the role. He seems to really comprehend who Spider-Man is and who Peter Parker is at this moment in his life and this delicate balance of trying to be a superhero and trying to be a kid mm-hmm. um and I you know I think it's it was a very interesting sort of foray back into the idea of of being a superhero at such a young age because the MCU up until this point had been adults dealing with adult problems Mm -hmm. while being superheroes. And so we got to kind of take a step back and be like, okay, so what if you're dealing with all the same things, you know, that Captain America is dealing with, but you're also trying to pass freshman English, you know? Right. And I felt like he just really, Tom... I feel like he kind of like clicks back and forth between that, and I think he got even better at it in the second Mm Spider-Man movie, where he's like, okay, I have to be Spider-Man, I have to save the world, I have this responsibility, but then I also want to be Peter Parker, and Peter Parker just wants to go on a field trip and like fall in love with this girl. Mm. And he was so good at that, at clicking back and forth, and I talk a lot about how I feel like historically you find actors who are really good at 50% of the role Mm -hmm. so someone really dials into being Batman but can't get Bruce Wayne or dials into being Superman but can't quite nail Clark Kent Mm -hmm. and every once in a while you find an actor like Christopher Reeve for instance who can just absolutely get both and can nail both and understands not just like the dialogue and the physicality of both, but like the mindset and um, there's a lot of stuff I've read, uh, you know, going back, especially about Christopher Reeve and how he played Batman, I mean, mm-hmm. Superman and Clark Kent. And so you you really have to understand the duality of what it means to be a superhero with, a you know, an identity, a secret identity. So I really like Tom Holland and I just... I haven't gone back and watched the other Spider-Mans in a very long time, to be fair. So maybe there would be things I, I could find about those performances that I do remember liking. But at this at this moment, I you know, Tom Holland also happens to be like the freshest performance.
2: Well, before two, we jump into Eric's um, choice, something you said too really stood out is some characters only really have the one side where you don't see that. Spider-Man and Peter Parker are just as important as each other because <laughs> – no matter what way you've ever seen him, whether it's in the comics or the cartoons, you always see at least a majority of it as Peter Parker doing his thing. It's very much the same way as Batman. Like Bruce Wayne has to do his thing. So like Peter Parker being, you know, if, you, if he's older being a photographer or if he's young, you know, in high school and dealing with, you know, high school things, it's just as important no matter where he's been, you know, Wolverine's Wolverine no matter what you get him at. You know, right. he's, he's, got, uh, he's Logan technically, but he's Wolverine no matter what you're doing. Right. Um, Versus this, you have to be able to play both very well. And I think he did that. One other thing I just want to briefly mention is, and part of this isn't fair, because part of it's just the writers you have and the generations that are different. But Spider-Man has always been known as being, you know, having his little goofy, you know, moments and wordage and talking to himself and just saying things that are dumb, but at the same time, it's just funny and it's kind of cute or whatever. Tobey Maguire has way too many of that. I feel like that's just what he was loaded with versus Tom Holland has it thrown in and it's not written as I had to say this to be funny. It's just very much from the heart. And so I feel like you get that even too, like later on, uh, in infinity War and everything else, when it's emotional moments, it's just so much from his heart and honesty. It's not, you know, one way or the other. And he portrays that very well. So part of it's the writers that write the parts like that. But the other part is how do you pull that off? Like, do you come across a super cheesy or it's just, that's just who you are, and it's just part of you. It's not trying to make a cheesy line. So I thought he did a very good job of that, too. Mr. Creech, what do yeah, you Yeah,
1: so um, before Tom Holland hit the scene um, as Spider-Man, I was always of the opinion that Tubman McGuire was the better Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield was the better Spider-Man. I can see that. Because, um, you know, they, they had the best characteristics of each one. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that just proves my point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, 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 getting, <laughs> yeah. I'm getting to that,
1: though then tom holland comes along and as you stated he encapsulates both of the qualities that makes him an excellent spider-man and an excellent peter parker so um this is a tom holland love fest sorry uh uh, those of you who were big toby mcguire fans but uh he is clearly the best spider-man in my
2: opinion i don't feel like we trashed him either like because there's plenty of people out there doing that already but i think people miss out on that is you've got to realize what Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man did for comic movies in general, like where he had success enough to make three, I believe, you know, yeah. we may not have had the MCU or at least what we oh, know absolutely. About oh, yeah. without these things. For so sure. I mean, I
1: remember when Spider-Man two came out, I was on a young disciples trip uh, in Pennsylvania and the movie came out the day we got back from that. And that night, like, we're all like sleep deprived because we mm-hmm. stayed up the entire trip. We went to the house theater sure. and watched Spider-Man two. I mean, mm-hmm. like we literally in the hotel that morning, like, Someone had saw it the like the night before, like at the midnight premiere. We were talking to some guy in the hotel lobby. He's like, "Oh, it's awesome! Make mm-hmm. sure the subway scene is so fantastic." And then we actually saw the subway scene that, and I was like, "Oh, he was not right, wrong." Yeah. Thank you, random guy in the hotel. I, mean, just... I
2: just think that's important for some of us that like it's easy to go back and trash something once you have something as good as what we have in the MCU. But you have to take it for what it was, the time period that it came out in, like what was available to compare it to at the time. You know, so I feel like. Sure, you may go back and watch it now, and it's very cheesy. But I feel like that's probably a lot of movies from your childhood that you think right. are amazing movies. You know, as we've talked about a couple times, we've gone back and watched, and some hold up, and some don't. But you know, it doesn't take away from what it was during that time.
1: So um I'm on a couple, a couple of things I want to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, let's talk about the just miracle that we even got a Spider-Man in sure. the MCU, because for uh, even to this day, it is a character that the rights belong to Sony Pictures Entertainment and they're the ones who made the first trilogy of Spider-Man movies they were making their own uh, second trilogy of the amazing Spider-Man movies they were gonna try to do a Sinister Six Mm spin-off and all this great stuff and then Amazing Spider-Man 2 did not do as well as they thought it was. Um, So in February 2015 Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures issued a joint statement stating that their plans were to bring this character of Spider-Man into the MCU by sharing the film rights that had previously belonged solely to Sony Pictures in a collaborative process between both studios so that deal would allow Marvel um, allow Marvel Studios to allow Spider-Man to exist and interact in the world of the MCU, which mm-hmm. to us was mind-blowing sure. at the time because, yeah, sure, Iron Man had blown up, Cap had blown up. I mean, the MCU was a huge, huge deal, but there were still several characters, the X-Men, Spider-Man, Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. I mean, all these big names that were never going to be allowed to be in this nice little shared universe playground that we've come to know as the MCU.
2: And if you were to look at those characters you just listed that were available and we've grown to love, Spider-Man is the one that blew those out of the water, as far as at least what we were available to see and know as a child. Absolutely. That was huge.
1: So that was a huge deal, because Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. Mm -hmm. came out in the summer of 2014, and literally less than a year later, Sony's like, uh, hey, can we get some of that MCU money? You know, can we uh, can, no doubt. can mm-hmm. we can we team up no on doubt. this? And for the first time in a long time, especially with uh, he, uh, Spider-Man being able to interact with other superhero characters mm-hmm. in this larger world of, thi- um, of uh, superheroes, uh, I felt like Marvel nailed it. Look, mm-hmm.
0: like I said, if you can't handle me at my phase one, you don't deserve me at my phase three. <laughs> but whatever, I'll allow it, Sony. Mm-hmm. I'll allow that money grab.
1: That's right. That's right. <laughs> So um, the other thing I want to talk about is the uh, the way the movie is shaped uh, by director John Watts. Uh, John Watts directed this and the and the upcoming the second Spider-Man film in the MCU, and then the upcoming third one. He'll also direct Fantastic Four when it's released as a feature film several years from now. But the um, the use of the, like the high school motif. Um, I, I read somewhere that he had taken like inspiration from. The John Hughes films of the eighties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and it's very evident in how like he meshes those worlds of, okay, this is a superhero, but he's also a high schooler, right? And Breakfast Club, Breakfast mm-hmm. Club, Pretty in yeah. Pink, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, um, just so many uh, great callbacks and you know inspirations from those films, and I felt I just felt like he did a fantastic job doing that, and then uh, one more thing to bring up, and y'all can discuss amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. The soundtrack's pretty good. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying. I don't know if it's yeah. going to make our list next week when we talk about best soundtracks, but it's it's a pretty good soundtrack. It's a banger. Um, you know, Blitzkrieg Creek Bop was the main mm. song used as like for promotional materials and stuff.
2: Even the artwork, um, like I feel like I don't know if it's at the beginning, but at least the ending, like where they had different things on the screen mm-hmm. with the credits and stuff.
1: Fantastic. So, uh, feel free to discuss that. Does y'all have any thoughts on that, or anything I want to add
3: to that?
2: I thought the music was great. Obviously. Mm-hmm. one note that i made was his costume because this that's always mm-hmm. an important thing when you have a superhero is like what are they going to look like we already pretty much saw this because of civil war but whenever it comes to it you get to see a little bit more about it get to know it a little bit better uh and this is more of a civil war comment but it's like whenever we're talking about you know his costume and how it was you know paid homage to like steve Ditko's design from the comics. His eyes moved for the first time ever. I remember that being a giant thing in the Civil War trailer. All of a sudden seeing that. Like the first time ever that he made facial expressions. Hey, everybody. (laughs) Spider-Man. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, but going in and jumping into this now, this suit is so more advanced than anything, at least, you know, just a common cartoon watcher or moviegoer has ever seen of a Spider-Man costume.
1: And see, I loved like his original suit that he was using. Sure. Like, like the makeshift Spider-Man mm-hmm. suit, the one he ends up having to use it in the climax of the film, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's realistic. It is. I mean, like one of it's my biggest gripes in the first two Spider-Man films. I know this sounds kind of stupid, but it's like, where would you get your suit, man? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, and I think they kind of play it like, well, I know a guy. You know, it's yeah, it's comfortable. You know, it's got really bad, you know, itching here and there, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. Like um, Batman's
2: believable because he just has money. He has so He money. just does whatever he wants.
1: But like Spider-Man, he's a he's a high school kid. Sure, I mean, he you know, so he just made one up and then. I mean, I think that was, I just love seeing that. So,
2: I love too how Tony Hawk, or Tony Hawk, uh, Tony, Tony Stark, Stark. Yeah.
1: Although bring Tony Hawk to the MCU. Might
2: as well. Please, <laughs> as <laughs> himself. Yes. He has his own powers. Just bring him in. Uh, but the relationship he has with Tony Stark in this movie comes to be a lot of what we're going to see in the future, but also Tony Stark doesn't overdo it in this movie. He very much doesn't come in and just own the movie and make it a, an Iron Man movie. Um, he's in it frequently. But something we also see for one of the first times either is just how busy Tony is. You get the idea of this man is a rich, you know, billionaire, whatever, businessman in addition to what else he does and saving his own time or doing whatever else as Iron Man. You know, the multiple times that Peter tries to reach out to him and tries to call him and tries to do everything else. You get the idea of like, no, that's very realistic. You know, this is a businessman that's busy. He's probably going to ignore a lot of your calls. He's probably not going to return back very many of them. You Sometimes
1: know. he sends the Iron Man suit without himself in it.
2: Yeah. You know?
1: One
0: of my favorite, favorite scenes that I remember reacting to viscerally in the theater was when he's like, if you cared, you'd be here. And he yeah. steps and out of he the seat. And steps out of the suit. suit and, like, oh, and the whole theater's like, ah! Yep.
2: <laughs> I feel like there's a couple moments <sighs> that like get you like that in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's that one. There's the one that Eric briefly mentioned uh, when he was going over the movie. Whenever Peter shows up for his prom date or homecoming date, whatever, the door opens and then yes. there's Michael Keaton. Like, like, that was literally
1: like, you didn't see that coming type thing. No. Like, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Like I, I did not think there was going to be a some kind of relationship between his crush because they had different last names. Mm-hmm. It was Liz Allen and Adrian Toomes. It's like, okay. The, the, you know, right. I, I never even crossed my mind. Like, I thought he was going to have to leave during the dance mm-hmm. because, you know, he saw, like, something on a TV or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. They really threw a curveball there, and it yeah. really, like, it had it the theater shook, and it worked
3: fantastically.
2: Yeah. Well, I remember, too, um, I'm completely blanking on her name, but the, she's, like, at the end, she's like, my friends call me MJ. Yeah, uh, um,
1: Michelle Z- Jones. Yes. Michelle Jones or Zendaya. Okay.
2: Leading up yeah. to this, you know, there's a lot of, you know, people – Spectating or spectating, that's not right. Word, speculating, uh, speculating that's a better word. They might have spectated, they either. spectated to, to speculate yeah. mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. he was going to be her dad because there was at least mm-hmm. a little bit of a rumor going around that because everybody assumed that was his love interest throughout the whole movie, right? So, we did get that curveball in this movie that that was not his main love interest through the movie. But I just remember him opening that door, it definitely completely shocked like, me. It literally takes the breath out of your system. It probably. did. I remember like sitting there in the theater, I'm like, oh my god, and, like. And then... I know. Yeah. I was there. I heard. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets, you know, like you talked about, earlier in the car, and they get there, and they drop him off. When he turns around, and he knows who he is, it's scary. Like, like I it feel... It
1: literally is scary. Like, it, and you can hear it in his voice. Like, he's dead serious. Like, go in there. Show her a good time. Do not interrupt us. And if you do, I'll kill you. Like, yeah. he, like, he is just no bones about it. This isn't
2: like a Home Alone, like, I'll kill you, kid. Like, it's no, like... I fully believe, like, I'm worried for, you know, Peter Parker's safety in this moment. Michael Keaton,
0: like, kills this He does. He does does does. an amazing job. Kills it. Like, the way that he, I feel like one of the the things I like about Michael Keaton as an actor is where a a lot of actors would go big, Mm -hmm. he gets quiet. And mm -hmm. it's way more sinister than if he was yelling, you know?
1: absolutely
2: like i just remember feeling like i was sitting in that back seat and just scared to death like
1: it's like you were on the bus mm -hmm. whenever i was fussing at the youth it was (laughs) and i died down because i was like he's yelling at me too um Uh, so but i just
2: remember that being like trying in my brain like how does peter get out of this because you assume he's just going to take him out then because that's what a traditional villain would do like he's like i'm the good guy i'm not the bad guy you're the good guy i'm just gonna take you out now so you can't stop us but it's like no like He's going after what he believes is right. And it's like, you know, look, we don't have to be enemies. We don't have to even mess with each other. You go be great to my daughter and leave me alone. You know, but Absolutely. I just remember like I was looking at him like he doesn't have his web shooters on. He doesn't have his suit on. Like, what is he going to do? Because obviously beyond that, he's just a kid right now. Like, He's got some abilities, but stuck in a car, they don't help you do it too much. So it's, right. I don't know, I just remember being panicked. And It's good to, I hate to say it, it's good to feel that way. But, you know, when you're wanting a villain to be good, you know, or a good movie, you know there's so many times that you just get the big bad loud villains that spill their entire plan and then you know you know how it's going to end and also you mentioned too just about how he got the crap bit out of him multiple times by the villain like oh yeah, yeah he was not-
1: out of his element here i mean he was i know he in a new suit and he's new to being a hero but this was not like usually like yeah there's you know there's going to be an opportunity where you know the hero gets beat down and he's gonna have to overcome the odds. That didn't happen here. Mm-hmm. He got
3: lucky, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he
1: literally got lucky mm-hmm. to win here. I mean, like it was a old fashioned butt right But
0: I mean, I like the realistic stakes sure. because you know, despite the fact that he's a superhero and he does have powers of some sort, he's a teenager. He's a mm-hmm. kid you know, against adults. Mm -hmm. And that's never going to be a fair fight. So, you know, I just thought that was really interesting.
1: I want to talk about one more character um, that we have not really talked about. Is it Ned? It's Ned Leeds. Mm -hmm. Ah, Ned! I didn't know anything about Ned Leeds going into this movie. I'd never heard, but... Delightful. Jacob uh, Batalon, I believe is his name. Mm -hmm. Um, He killed this mm-hmm. role as the guy in the chair, as the best friend. Yeah. And I love the fact that okay, so in the MCU, superhero identities are like pretty much out in the open, but Spider-Man's one of the few that it's still kind of mm-hmm. under lock and key because right. he's a high schooler and it's you know, he's he's still a kid and stuff. Right. Um but Ned find you know, Ned discovers it pretty quickly and Ned is just like he's literally every like You
3: oh. were on the ceiling yeah. He's <laughs> like, You're the
1: Spider Man from YouTube <laughs> like, just, <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just. And then, like, oh and he's gosh. just. He's so. He has so many great one liners. Peter, you know, going to this party. No, Spider Man's not a party trick. I'm just going to be myself. Peter, nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> nobody
3: or wants you when to be he's yourself. being
1: the man in the chair at the end, you know, trying to tell, you know, Spider Man where to go, you know, he's on the computer in the computer live during the dance, and teacher walks in. What are you doing here? This dance. Uh, I'm looking yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just like willing to take the hit Mm -hmm. yes
0: yeah it's like okay what what can I say that like sounds believable but isn't as crazy as what I'm actually doing Mm -hmm. and that's what he comes up with he panics
1: oh my goodness yeah yeah Ned Ned is fantastic
2: well there was speculation beforehand because I believe in the comics like Ned is Miles Morales' good friend I think I could be wrong but I think he has like some Mm -hmm. relationship with him and so it was brought up to be like does that mean we're gonna get Miles Morales, or does that mean we're gonna get this, sure. or like? And even so, we had Daniel Glover, which we have not talked about yet. Uh, Donald Glover. Donald, Donald Glover, and I was, I was gonna saying.
1: talk about him when we get to our fun facts, so because uh, he is a community alum. Yes, sorry. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> but
2: there was speculation that he was gonna be Miles Morales mm-hmm. because he voiced him in a cartoon series. So they're like, here it is, they're doing Just
1: it. Walk all over my fun fact there. Sorry.
2: <laughs> I feel wow. like it was a more open fact. So
1: it's a fun one though. Um, but yeah, so I, I know Ned ends up, he's the third character to take on the Hobgoblin mantle. Okay. The I could be completely wrong. Um, I don't think he had any, uh, he was a reporter at the Daily Bugle. He and Peter Parker, uh, competed for the affections of Daily Bugle Secretary Betty Brandt. So I don't know what kind of connection he has with Miles Morales. Uh, probably but, nothing. I don't remember. But, uh, he does have a connection to the, um, to the Spider-Man world. Sure. He was not an original character. He does become a supervillain. And there's speculation that maybe he becomes one in the next film. We hmm. don't know. But love Ned Leeds. I thought he was fantastic. Well,
2: I think it's good, too. If you're going to have a guy portray a high schooler, he needs high school friends. Right. Not just a guy that's just out there doing it on his own, like Toby Maguire did. Like, because he's got to be able to be a high schooler so that you can relate to him being a high schooler. Like, to have a high school life, to go to a party, like, to try to be a part of these things. I think that was just important. It it makes you constantly reminds you that Peter is a high schooler because of his friends, because of what he does. Um, And I feel like if you don't, if you take that out of it, then it doesn't matter what Peter is at that point. He's just a guy in a suit, you know, going and doing his thing. So, cool deal.
1: Um, is there anything else you want to add? Any unanswered
2: questions?
1: Anything that we've not touched base on? Because um, we're gonna just run through this. We don't have a. uh, a uh, trip to the um, to the Spider-Man lair or whatever for to teach us what we need to know this week. Right. Um. You know, we can talk about web shooters or whatever. The, you know, this is just a fun standalone movie, so we're going to skip it this week. Right. Before jumping into the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, so anything y'all want to add, random section, favorite theory, rabbit hole, unanswered questions? No. Take mm-hmm. away? No? I don't have anything. You sure? Yeah. Cool. All right. Well,
2: I didn't think too deep in this. So I just enjoyed it for what it was. I feel like there is a note about this movie that there's tons of Easter eggs hidden all in this tons. movie. So I think that's just something, that, you know, we need to at least mention, but
1: tons are worth checking out too, especially like with all the, a lot of characters in this movie have deeper connections mm-hmm. uh, in the Spider-Man world. I know Flash Thompson's mm-hmm. in there and he's reimagined. I believe he becomes a, a Venom mm-hmm. um, spinoff at some point in the comics. You have Michelle Johnson, we mentioned as this universe's reimagined MJ, not mm-hmm. really Mary Jane Watson, but uh, mm-hmm. MJ. Um, one of the um, one of the girls who does like the newscast. Um, what's her name? Uh, she ends up dating uh, Ned in the second movie. Is it Cindy or? Um, I'll be honest, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, I can't. I don't but, know who you're
0: talking about, but, but I can't she remember.
1: she become in the comic becomes the character Silk. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so just a lot of like interesting Easter eggs there um, for people to kind of pick up on. So, check those out if you do. But while we're at it, you know, who we love Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, uh, there's three of us here. There's uh, Infinity Gauntlet with six stones, so we can take two fun facts each. And, um, yeah. So, let's uh, take a look at some fun facts and trivia. Slip on the Infinity Gauntlet and share six fun facts and observations. Who would like to go first?
0: I'll go first. Cool. Go ahead, Ashby. So, I picked... Um, one that I thought was really interesting because I love books and we talked about books last week mm-hmm. so apparently there's some subtle language going on with the books that you see MJ reading through the course of the movie yes so um, she's first seen reading of Human Bondage which is by M. Somerset Mont. in that novel the protagonist is an orphan living with his aunt and uncle
1: hmm Sounds
0: familiar. A little yeah. on the nose there. And then later she's seen reading Invitation to a Beheading by Vladimir Nobokov. And in that novel, a condemned man awaits his execution accompanied only by a spider in his cell. Hmm. And then finally we see her during the Washington Monument scene and she's wearing a Sylvia Plath t-shirt. Plath, who was a poet, um, wrote a popular poem called Spider and often used spiders as images in many of her other poems. So I thought that was really interesting because I was not paying attention to what she was reading and I should have been because I love books, but I wasn't
1: Mm -hmm. pretty awesome. Uh, I'll go second. Okay. Um, Go ahead and get the Donald Glover one out of the way. Go ahead mm-hmm. and cut the tension there. Sure, it's uh, not Danny Glover. It's it's Donald. Okay, just checking. Uh, Donald Glover was the focus of an online campaign in 2010, and I'm bringing this up. One, he is a community alumni, by the mm-hmm. way. He played the great character of Troy Barnes. I have his Funko pop on the shelf behind me. Um, but he was the focus of an online campaign in 2010 to have him cast as Spider-Man in the then upcoming reboot of the franchise, later
3: titled mm-hmm.
1: The Amazing Spider-Man. That indirectly led to the creation of Miles Morales, a role that Glover eventually got to portray in the animated series Ultimate Spider-Man. The role of Aaron Davis, who was Miles' uncle in the comics, in this film was made specifically for Glover in recognition for his influence on Miles' creation. Director John Watts admitted to Glover that if he didn't play uh, Aaron Davis, the character would have been scrapped from the movie entirely. Um, so Aaron Davis shows up, and that's a reference to Miles Morales, who in a deleted scene gets, you know, he uh, Donald Glover actually calls his nephew and says hey you know i'm kind of stuck here be there whenever i can um we'll talk to you later miles and but that was cut from mm-hmm. the film so there's your donald glover aaron davis miles morales easter egg there he's also known as the prowler and if you saw the into the, the spider-verse um movie that's definitely a much larger role so
2: mm-hmm. um I'll go one through. we honestly kind of talked about it a little bit more, but this at least we talked about it earlier. It says um, Tom Holland had actually wanted to play Peter Parker even before the role was up for grabs in 2013. Holland was promoting his movie, how I live now. And one journalist asked him what kind of project he'd like to do next. He mentioned action and humor and then asked him if he'd like to play a superhero. Holland said maybe Spider-Man at the time, the amazing Spider-Man two was still being made. And Sony had the amazing Spider-Man 3 and 4 in the pipeline for Andrew Garfield to star in. Han added, in 10 years' time, you know, the reboot of the reboot, if they do that. Oh, did they do that? It's crazy how things changed. It was just That's four hilarious. years As you said that.
0: Cool deal. Number four. Man. Uh, so, you know I'd find a way to bring this up. So, Kenneth Choi, who plays Principal Morita, also played the Howling Commando, Jim Morita, in Captain America, the first Avenger. In the principal's office, you can see photos of the Howling Commandos, which hints that they are related and that he is possibly Jim Maria's grandson. That's awesome. So that means that he knew Bucky Barnes.
1: That's it. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of people who know Bucky Barnes, number five, um, since audiences have been taught to sit through the entire run of credits to any Marvel and now any superhero movie uh, for a tease of what to come next or a pivotal plot point that's actually necessary, Spider-Man Homecoming did something different. Now, you see uh, Captain America... Uh, throughout the film in these little PSA videos, uh, promoting fitness, or, you know, so you screwed up, you know, you're in detention, you know, you gotta, you gotta work your way back. Well, um, there are a lot of Captain America awareness clips on the way to the, um, that was on, seen on the film's Blu-ray, but one of them comes after the credits, and it's not the lesson that some viewers were hoping to hear. Captain America promoting the virtue of patience, even if there's no real reward for it, uh, is as meta as it gets, and it, as we now know. Uh, the Captain America post credit scene is actually a last minute edition. The line from idea to execution is a straight one, so we'll leave viewers to decide if it's Marvel's most brilliant in credits scene yet or if it's its most disappointing.
0: And I sat through all of those credits mm-hmm. just for that insane.
1: And sometimes nothing happens.
0: <laughs> but I mean, I was still so rewarded mm-hmm. with Chris Evans. Oh, of course.
2: So. I just feel like I remember sitting <laughs> there and people verbally like, What? That's it. Like, right. it's are you kidding space. me? So you can... I thought it
1: was brilliant, but I was also mad.
2: <laughs> so their reaction made it just like it's like okay, that's what they wanted. That's pretty good. Um, my last one, it's something I read. It could be or could not be, but it makes sense. Is that when Tom Holland was kind of studying this, he very much based his character on like Marty McFly from Back to the Future, at least on how he acts interacts. That makes sense. A lot of things, that, and knowing that, you can go back and see it. I'm like, okay, well, I actually see that. Like, mm-hmm. just you know, almost his little bit of a hesitation when talking or doing things. Um, I just think he does a really good job at that.
1: Cool deal. Uh, did we have any um, any interaction with the social media people?
2: Recently? We sure did. But my phone's recording us on the Facebook Live.
0: Okay, where and is your it?
1: iPad is not being
0: used.
2: Yeah, it's not. But your computers are up, and I'm not connected to the internet right now. So, That's fair. Um, my I Facebook can, page had one. So or, we
0: had one comment on our Facebook page okay. from Robin Stoffer.
1: Stoffer? Yes. Stoffer, like the, like the uh,
0: lasagna. Okay. That's Stoffer. That's
1: Stoffer. Okay, not like lasagna <laughs> Stoffer. She
0: said, I love them all as they all exist in the multiverse. So she took an all-encompassing to mm. who is your favorite Spider-Man and why. And that yeah. was a
2: question we asked today was out of the That's Spider-Man, right. which was your favorite? Right. Um, and, and then
0: the, we didn't get anything on our post. Yeah, so if you head
2: to, to my page, or... a lot of you guys chimed in on my page today. And we've discovered we think a lot of that is just how all the things work.
0: The algorithm. Yeah,
2: with you know Facebook and Instagram and everything else. So uh, if you're not following us, you may be friends with us on those social media platforms. Be sure right. to check there too. Yeah,
0: and be sure to – I know that some of you guys have like f- – friended the what the what page, but be sure mm-hmm. to follow it too. Mm-hmm. So that way the algorithm in your newsfeed is showing you our posts when we're asking for your comments on different episodes.
2: And just know, like every Wednesday and Thursday, whenever is that's when we're gonna be promoting the next week's episode. Right. So feel free to check us out on those days especially to be able to chime in on what your thoughts are yeah. for what we're doing.
0: So then wrapping back around to um which one is your favorite Spider Man actor and why. Um, Casey Allen said, Emo Spidey will forever be the only Spidey in my heart. Mm. (laughs) Of course
1: it would for Casey.
0: (laughs) Of course it would. And then Hunter Batten said, Tom Holland is the most comic accurate. Tobey Maguire was just a wuss before and after getting bitten. And um, Andrew Garfield is too cool slash handsome to be Spider-Man. So the best Spider-Man movie is Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. We'll talk
1: about that at some point. And we will
0: talk about that at some point because he is right. It is fantastic.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then Crystal Tim said, IDK, I this is hard. It'd be easier if you asked which one was your least favorite. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, okay, so hold on. There's more. Robert Robert Smith said, I don't know. I like all of them. However, I feel that Tom is the most accurate depiction of the character. And then um, Micah Andrew Hasty said, Into the Spider-Verse is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man. And then Ashley Gibbons and Madison Wright came in with also Tom Holland, hands down. And then Joel Fitzgerald said, Miles Morales never liked Peter Parker. Miles is great, and that movie is great. And then Christopher Johnson said Tom Holland for sure. No
3: love for Garfield.
0: No love for Garfield. (laughs) Wow. I feel like he. I know. Well, you
2: made mention of it. And I feel like he was in that in-between period where Mm -hmm. we've had Tony McGuire do his thing. And now the MCU has come up and done its thing. Right. This kind of slid in between. But we're like, we're never going to see this guy team up. And then we got Tom Holland so fast. Right. That it's like, okay, just forget that one and just move forward. Yeah. I liked it though. Like, once again, I don't want to come across as bashing his. Like, for the time period, I enjoyed it.
0: Right, I, Yeah, I really honestly feel like, and maybe this is what's happening here, that the Andrew Garfield one just sort of missed me somehow. Mm-hmm. I feel so. like there's
2: an international like hatred for Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because that's the cool thing to do. Right. So I feel like it's obvious, like, Tom Holland is great, and then we just hate on Tobey Maguire. Right. Kind of like how the world hates Nickelback, but it's a right. little like, you know. Look at this, folks. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so, um, um,
0: oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to clarify that we did – on that post did include Miles Morales from Into the Spider-Verse. Correct. So, when people were chiming in with Miles Morales, that's where that one came from.
1: Um, I will say, like, give it 10 years, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is going to feel underrated, in
0: my opinion.
2: Mm.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Instagram coming in hot.
1: Instagram with the hot.
0: We have have a hot take. Um, Johnny, no name, from Instagram. Is that his real
2: name? (laughs) No, his real name is John Parker. It's
0: definitely his real name. Um, I thought Andrew Garfield did a great job for his run. He said, I enjoy Tom Holland as well. I remember when the first ones came out with Toby and heard people talking smack about it and was highly offended on his behalf. I tried to revisit the first movies a few years ago and finally understood why those people had that opinion. They just don't hold up well. Um, Although I do appreciate um, Sam Raimi's use of practical effects in those movies, I feel like looking back now, they weren't executed as well as they could have been. And that's what ultimately takes away from the movies for me. Also, the bad dad jokes, one-liners. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing all of them in the next Spider-Man movie, though. That is, if any of the rumors I've read are true. Rumor has it. Mm-hmm. Rumor has it, guys, that we're gonna have by your powers combined. I'm Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> Spider-Man. So, he's a hero. There's a there's a social media shout-outs for this week.
1: Awesome! Thank y'all for joining us, and as always, you can find our post on Facebook and Instagram. Search what what media. All one word. One quick
2: note, too. You mentioned that Michael Keaton's not dead. You know, versus some of the other Marvel ones. Yeah. And they've come out with, is it Venom and Carnage? New trailer. Well, not recently, but they've come out with the trailer. And he does make an appearance in that.
1: Is it the Venom movie or is it the Morbius movie?
2: Oh, uh, maybe Morbius. I think it's yeah, the Morbius. Morbius oh. is right. Yeah, Morbius, the vampire. But there is a Venom and Carnage coming yeah, out. Yeah,
1: Mi- Michael Keaton makes an appearance in one of those trailers. I think you're right. Okay.
2: But they're leaving it open, too, where at some point it could be in the same where Spider-Man could cross paths.
1: Hmm. Well, guys, as you know, we met it alive, and that's the important thing. Couldn't bear to lose a student on a school trip. <sighs> Not again. Not again. <laughs> Thank you, Ricky Lyles. <laughs> For all of his contributions to our podcast. And we want to thank you, the listener, for joining us. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion as much as we did. That you're as Pumped for the rest of this journey into the MCU films and other pop culture entities as we are. Next month, we're hoping to get Hunter Batten um, yep. either in studio or on the line uh-huh. where we can talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We kind of went out of order this month. We didn't uh-huh. forget about it. But we didn't forget about it. It's coming. We just want, we want his expertise because he's the biggest yes. fan we know of those movies. Yes. And we definitely want to get him on the line. So he'll hopefully join us next month. Next week, we're talking about our favorite or our what we consider to be our top soundtracks, movie
2: soundtracks.
1: Ugh, can't mm. wait.
2: I'm sure there's going to be a wide mixture. There
1: is. There's so, like, I was thinking about it today and, like, I came up with, like, five or six new ones that are beyond the ones I mentioned on the podcast last week.
2: Um, I think we talked about this, but just for air purposes, are musicals allowed in this or not?
0: Okay, I've put a lot of thought into this, right? Okay. Because I feel like if you're if you're talking about your favorite soundtracks from movies, mm-hmm. then the key would be to find a movie that put a really well done soundtrack together that fits perfectly into the background okay. quilt of the movie, like and it, a musical not... is in the forefront. Yeah. Makes
1: sense. Like I would say, like a musical is part. of... Of the movie. So, like, your Disney songs or your, you know, like, your greatest showman and stuff like that. Correct. That's actually part of the film, whereas a good soundtrack, what we're referring to, is in the background, but it complements the feature. Right. If that makes sense.
0: Plus, in the future, we will be doing our favorite Broadway songs. Which covers a, a lot of musicals. Yes. So, I feel like, you know... I feel like we should just stick to movie soundtracks.
2: No problem. Just wanted to clarify that, too, for all the listeners that want to chime in. Whoa, yeah. We're yeah. all on yeah. the same
1: page. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not a soundtrack we're going to include.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure where you were going.
0: I was like, where whoa, is this going to go? Whoa, 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 it's like,
2: we just said that this isn't one.
0: <laughs> we're like, wait a second. You can't use The Greatest Showman, Eric. We no. just talked about this.
2: Yeah. This
1: is not The Greatest Showman. All right. So, uh, this that's is what, not where you want to be. This <laughs> not where you want to be. This is me. Though. All, right. So, all right. A million dreams of keeping me awake. Alright, so next week, movie soundtracks. We want to thank you all for joining us. Until next time, should we activate instant kill?
0: Nope. No. No! No!
1: Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow. We'll see you next week on the What What podcast.
3: What the What? Bye!